One of the strongest assets ServiceNow has is its community, and we mean more than just the online forums. Well, in this episode, Brad and I discuss the value of community and how you can be part of this extraordinary family. Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow Developer Podcast. Here's your host, Chuck Tomasi. Hello once again, ServiceNow admins, builders, developers, and of course, all the curious individuals that I say with the utmost love and respect, welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow Developer Podcast. In this episode, we are going to be talking about community, and joining me once again is the wonderful ServiceNow Senior Developer Advocate, Brad Tilton. How are you, Brad? Hey, Chuck. I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for having me on the show. Now, Brad, we're talking about the community today. Now, a lot of people will think, ah, community.servicenow.com, but it goes beyond that. That's that's sort of the core that everybody thinks of, and it is very useful, very powerful, very great way for a lot of people to launch their own personal brand, be identified, climb the leaderboard, that sort of thing. But what other communities are there that some people may not be aware of or may not have thought of? Yeah, so obviously community.servicenow.com is uh, the big uh, overall community where you can go, you know, ask questions and get things answered. Um, but you know, question and answer isn't the only part of um, being in a community. And uh, the developer community is this big overall community, and there are some other ways that you can also interact with developers. Um, and the first one of those is uh, sndevs.com. Uh, this is actually an unofficial uh, community uh, that uh, exists in a Slack channel. Uh, you can get access to it through sndevs.com. Uh, it is not you know, sponsored by ServiceNow. It's totally independent, uh, but there are more than 10,000 uh, registered ServiceNow developers uh, on that community. It's really active. And in addition to getting help, there's a lot of communities for things like uh, plants, if you're really into plants, <laughs> or books, or all sorts of things. Um, so it's a good way to uh, to interact with other uh, ServiceNow community members uh, on things that are more than just you know ServiceNow technical topics. Uh, another one is uh, we do a lot of uh, live streaming. Uh, with our live coding happy hour and creator toolbox shows, we usually do at least one of those shows a week and sometimes two of them a week. Uh, and uh, while the shows are going on, uh, we many times have a very active uh, commenting uh, community happening. Uh, and those are generally pretty fun uh, areas to get in and comment with. And, you know, depending on how many people we have li watching live, uh, you can also interact with the advocates and whoever's presenting at that point. Um, it's a really good way to get, you know, help about a specific subject. Uh, you know, if we're doing a, a show on mobile and we have the mobile product manager on the show and most of the people watching are going to be interested in mobile. So, you know, if you ask questions and spur discussion uh, through the chat, uh, then you have a whole lot of people who are also interested in this thing uh, who can, you know, maybe they know more and can give you answers or just, you know, help with the overall discussion. Yeah, everybody's got their own experience on that. I think it's really wonderful. We had one recently where none of the presenters were ServiceNow people. We were we were running things in the background, but they were presenting. And I think three quarters of the people that were commenting were ServiceNow people. So if you really <laughs> want to get in on some interesting community, whether it's the product managers, whether it's us, the advocates, or 
your colleagues in the field that have this experience that want to share great way to interact with them in real time. What else? Yeah. So the next one we have are developer meetups. Uh, so that's one that's very close uh, to uh, to Chuck and myself and Earl as our team kind of owns and runs those uh, all over the world. Uh, so developer meetups uh, are starting to happen again in person where appropriate. Um, but these are times uh, they're uh, primarily geographic. Uh, and uh, they meet three or four times a year uh, is what we like to see. And uh, it's just an opportunity for you to meet with other ServiceNow developers uh, from your geography, unless it's virtual. You might get people from all over the world if it's virtual. Uh, and just talk about ServiceNow. Usually the organizers of the meetups uh, are very uh, responsive to people, you know, letting them know what they want to talk about and what kind of presentations they want. Uh, we try to go to a number of the meetups uh, personally, uh, the advocate team. Uh, you'll, you'll see all sorts of ServiceNow employees there and, and uh, people you know from the community there. Um, so it's a really good opportunity uh, to, uh, to meet up with other developers. Uh, one of the cool things that uh, has kind of come out of you know, the, the whole, um, this whole time we've been in is that uh, I think we'll see combinations of uh, virtual and live or and in person. You know, I, we've seen some that are in person and in person only, but then that uh, group is also going to do a virtual one later on. Uh, we've seen some where there's a contingent of people in person and they're also streaming. I think Chuck and I have both uh, presented at those types of meetups, which is really cool because it lets us, you know, present and be there without actually having to uh, to travel. Uh, and then, you know, you'll see some that are virtual, virtual only. Um, so I think there's a lot of opportunity to get involved there, uh, meet people. A lot of the discussions that I've been a part of uh, have been, you know, career related. Um, and I've been sitting at a table uh, when somebody mentions that they might be looking for a new job and then four other people jump in and say, hey, we're hiring. Uh, so it's also a great you know, place to make connections uh, in, in terms of your career. Now, the one thing I love about this is every chapter has its own flavor mm -hmm. the, the, because it's the organizer and the attendees that are driving the content. Do you want to talk about a project we were working on and we'll walk through this integration or the script include or do you know code deep dive into your project? Do you want to learn about the latest features? Do you want to... Uh, talk about what you just learned at the latest knowledge conference. It, it, every one of them is different because you are driving the content and it doesn't matter whether you are new to the ecosystem, you're going to learn something, or you've been around for a couple hundred years like Brad and I have, you're going to learn something. It's, it's this really collaborative give and take and share. And I, I love the meetups. If I could, if I could do one activity when I retire, this would be it. Just, just meetups. That's kind of like a Walmart greeter, Walmart <laughs> greeter for meetups. That's Chuck's dream retirement job. In case anybody didn't know, one of them. <laughs> what else do we have? Uh, so another one is uh, LinkedIn and Twitter. You know your your uh, work social media networks. Um, so both uh, LinkedIn and Twitter. LinkedIn probably has the bigger uh, community. Uh, but they're both pretty active. Uh, if you use the ServiceNow dev hashtag uh, or tag any of the advocates, which people do all the time, uh, you know you can get some good discussions going. Uh, there have been some really interesting discussions on all sorts of topics uh, ServiceNow 
development related. Uh, so those are also really good uh, places. Uh, Chuck and I are pretty active on both. If you want to follow us and and you know see what's new and and what discussions we're a part of. Uh, and then the last one is, uh, you know, our, our knowledge and creator con conferences, um, you know, sometimes those are in conjunction with our now at work events and sometimes they're real big, uh, but just, you know, be on the lookout for when those are happening and, and try to, uh, to show up when you can and be a part of them. Um, so yeah, lots of different ways, uh, different communities, but still all, you know, part of this overall service now developer community. Wonderful stuff. And I really am looking forward to another in-person creator con soon, I hope. Oh, yes. that will that, oh, time will tell. Time will tell. Now, what about some of the etiquette? Whether it's in person or online, there's certain etiquette you want to follow when joining a community. I you know, it doesn't matter if I'm going to you know, maybe some gun show shooting thing or basket weaving. I'm new to this community. I don't just jump in and start spouting off, right? What are some of the things you should do? Yeah, so I think it's a good idea to uh, be in a community a little bit and kind of learn how people are asking and answering questions and interacting uh, before you really, you know, go all in on it. Uh, you know, I think you'll find... As you join some of these ServiceNow communities, uh, there's a really uh, kind of a, a positive vibe uh, in all of the communities. I think people yeah. are generally um, uh, earnest in uh, asking questions and trying to be helpful and answering questions. You know, everybody wants to be be helpful and answering questions, but uh, but definitely, you know kind of learn the community a little bit before you kind of go crazy and, and answer questions and don't try to answer every single question on any community is, is also another piece of advice. Um, you know, be targeted about what you do. You mentioned asking those questions. What are some of the guidelines you have around, let's say I'm going on to community.servicenow.com and I want to show a particular message on a client script when a field gets this value and I just haven't figured this out yet. What What's the recommendation there for how to structure that question for the best outcome? Yeah. So, so I have some very specific ideas on how you should ask questions in a lot of these communities. Um, and, uh, you know, that's generally, you want to tell people, uh, here's my desired outcome. Here's what I've tried so far, and this is what's actually happening, right? And so if you can kind of answer those three things, uh, it's usually helpful if you include screenshots. Uh, but one of the least helpful things to say is it's not working. Uh, because <laughs> as somebody who answers a question, I'm going to say, you know, you might have said, hey, here's my script. It's not working. And I'm going to say, what are you expecting this to do? Yep. And then what's actually happening? Uh, and so in that case, they only provided the first or one of them, which is here's what I've tried. So you really need to tell people like, this is what I think is going to happen because you may think you're really close, but you may be completely down the wrong path. 
uh, and there's not enough context for somebody to answer the question. And the reason that's good for you as the person asking the question is if you can provide all of that information, then you know people that are going to answer questions can just glance at it and they know one, like, oh, I can probably answer this question. Um, and, and then it, it reduces the amount of back and forth where I don't have to ask a follow-up and then get an answer and ask another follow-up. And it's been an hour. So now all my meetings started for the day and I'm not going to be able to look at this again for eight hours. Right. So the more information you can provide upfront, the better, uh, that includes screenshots. Um, if you can do some sort of little gif or something of you trying the thing, that's even better. Be aware of where you are uh, in terms of how you're asking your question. If you're in you know, Slack, you may not want to provide all of that info in your first post. You may want to say like, hey, I have a question about mobile. Then you hit thread and then you fill in all your information so that it doesn't take up the home screen. So that's another one of those examples of like, be aware of the etiquette of wherever you are. So if you're in Slack, use threads. Um, you know, things like that. If you're on the community, the big, the community.servicenow.com, put everything in your original post, right? So there's, there's different uh, things you can do, but the biggest, the most important thing is to provide as much information up front as you can. Excellent advice. I, I like to state the business requirements too. Like you said, what is, what is the expected outcome? What did somebody ask you to do and not just the technical, oh, I need a button to do this. Like, no, there's a reason they asked for that button because there may be and often is more than one way to get to your desired outcome. And some may be more effective than others. Some may carry some technical debt and some may not. So the more we understand what you're trying to do, like, instead of I'm trying to connect a five eighths inch pipe to a three quarter, three quarter inch connector, like, okay, what does that pipe need to do? Where did it come from? Where is it going? Let's understand the context that's in. And then I go, you don't need a pipe at all. You need something else. Getting back to our construction analogy that I often go to. Uh, I mean, th- we're, we're both building things. There's both architects in both realms. So I think it works pretty well. Uh, and, and I often head up to Home Depot to pick up some parts. The uh, that's That's really helping to understand what that context is gets you a lot further. And like Brad said, somebody who who may have that expertise can glance at it and potentially answer it right then and there, rather than going back and forth with questions about what are you trying to do? What have you tried? Are there any error messages? Uh, so a, a lot of times, I'll be blunt, people in the community see something that says, you know, my script isn't working. They'll just go right by. Yeah. Like, I, I can't invest the time to ask, ask more questions only to then invest more time in trying to help you. So if you want to be more effective, you've got to invest a little more time in asking that. So let's say somebody's asked a few questions. They've got a year, six months, I don't know, some experience on doing whatever they're doing. How can they still be part of that community? Yeah. So, so I think um, trying to help uh, not even just answer questions, but trying to help people out as early as possible uh, when you're involved in a community uh, is really helpful. And, and uh, I'll, give, I'll give some examples on how to get started in both the community.servicenow and SNDev Slack. Um, but what can be really helpful uh, is if you get really specific about some area. So maybe 
I'll give an example. Uh, this year, one of my goals has been to, to really help enable UI Builder because I think it's a really incredible tool that we've released, uh, but there's a bit of a learning curve. So one of my goals was to help uh, alleviate that learning curve. So I put out a bunch of content, but one of the other things I'm doing is trying to make sure that community questions uh, and SNDev Slack questions uh, don't go unanswered if I can help it. So what I've done is I've subscribed to the UI Builder topic on the community, or maybe it's a now experience topic. Uh, and then I also monitor the UI Builder and now experience uh, channels on SNDevs. Um, and so I get an alert anytime somebody posts that topic uh, in the community. And if it's something that I think I may know even a little bit about, I will try to post and post some helpful information or maybe actually answer the question. Uh, but that's a really specific thing uh, that I have focused on. So I actually don't get any other topic. Um, all right, there's a couple of other topics or forums that I get emails on from the community. But it's mainly that one. And, and you could do that with anything. If there's like a tool, uh, you know, an, a feature area of the platform or a process area of the platform, there is probably uh, a forum or a topic for that on the community that you can subscribe to. And the cool thing about that is if you're just starting, you're trying to build um, your community profile out and your expertise out, uh, there's also little uh, points um, leaderboards in each of the topics on the community and each of the forums. Uh, so you can focus and kind of rack up some points in individual forums and really show off your expertise there too. Um, so be really specific uh, about how you want to contribute. Uh, I would also say if you want to start contributing, especially on the community, uh, log in every day and try to answer one question every day. So that's a that's like a that. really just be consistent. Um, you know, I, I think Chuck and I both uh, have a lot of have amassed a lot of community points over time. And I know for me, um, there was never any one time where I just spent a ton of time on the community. I've just always spent at least a little bit of time on the community about at least once a week. Um, but when you're starting out, I think once a day, log in, try to answer something. You mentioned something that uh, resonated with me as well when you said, get some points, show off your profile. So it's got, as being as being somebody who participates in the community, it's got a couple of benefits. One is building your brand, building that expertise status to say, I am the mobile expert. I am somebody who answers a lot of questions around UI Builder. The other advantage is that you will be forced to learn. You're going to encounter questions that go, that's my topic, and why mm -hmm. don't I know that? I'm going to go find out. <laughs> and I've had a number of those. That is a darn good question. One of the most obscure ones came internally from a customer rather than from the community. But they said, how do I find out how many times people are hitting that darn print icon? Like, oh, that's a great one. I want to find this out. So you know, there's, there's lots of great ways you can uh, learn as you grow. Someone once told me the best way to learn something is teach it. So if you've got to go do that research, you may have potential for content, maybe a blog article later, go, hey, here's something interesting I found that other people may find valuable that I've solved twice in my career and seems to be a theme now. So you're going to pick up on those little rhythms that come along in the community. That could be potential content for you as well. And that, again, builds your own expertise, your visibility, your brand as that subject matter expert. Yeah, I really liked that the part uh, where if you are you know, subscribe to something, 
then you can find out where your gaps are. You know, you may not know where your gaps are until you see five. You're like, man, there's a lot of these questions that I don't know the answer to. I should go learn about this area. And then I'll also say in that area, if you are, um, you know, if you're a service now, like product manager or somebody who is uh, responsible for some part of our products, uh, you should also be subscribed to those uh, because they will be helpful because you will know what customers are asking for. Same with, you know, if you're an implementation specialist for CSM specifically, you should be really active on the CSM community, not only, at, you know, answering questions, but just knowing what questions people are asking in that area. Aside from searching for answers and finding my own <laughs> answers, the other, the other fun one is finding an answer from somebody else to say, how long has that been in the platform yes. that I missed? I love those nuggets. Never assume everybody knows these little things that may seem obvious. You know, if you right click on this, like, really? Oh, that's awesome. Or, you know, if you click this, how long has that related link been on that form? What a great shortcut. You know, feel free to share those things because you never know who's going to find value in those. So anyway, more tips about being part of the community. <laughs> fun. Yeah. Going back to our live shows, I think Chuck and I have both had experiences where we're, you know, doing live coding and somebody on the comments says, you know, you can do it like this. We say, no, we've been doing this for 13 years and did not know we could do it like that. Thank you. So yeah. you can always it's learn been something. been in there since Calgary. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, thank you very much, Brad. We've got another episode coming up in our developer journey. What are we talking about next? We are going to talk about certifications and experience, and I think also just a career conversation type thing. Before we get to that, we're going to close the book on this one. And thank you once again, Brad. And thank you, listener, for joining us on this episode. Don't forget, we've got plenty of other ServiceNow podcasts in many, many government and business and finance and just all kinds of them that you can subscribe to. And you can find all of that over at community.servicenow.com under the resources menu. Or go to servicenow.com slash podcast. Both will take you to the exact same page. You can subscribe to this or any of those for absolutely free and get them automatically delivered to you. So when new episodes come out, you find them on your mobile device or wherever you listen to your podcast. Again, thank you so much, Brad, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Please let us know what you think about this podcast. You can leave feedback or ask questions in the ServiceNow community. For more great information on ServiceNow development, check out the ServiceNow developer portal at developer.servicenow.com. Thanks for listening. Seems like we were just here. <laughs> for those that may not have guessed, we're recording a couple of these in a row. Not to worry. <laughs> we'll leave it in. That's a great idea. Yes. Any other tips? Oh, wait. No, let's, let's, I think we skipped over the later. That sort of thing. The other is, crap, I forgot the other one. That was a terrible ending. <laughs>